When you discovered the law of attraction, you started to believe anything was possible. Life got better, much better. Now you want more, but it's not working. That's where the Manifest It Now show comes in. If you've been waiting for someone who can teach you the practical application to manifest quicker and easier while having more, turn the volume up because the dynamic duo, Cassie Parks and Ginny Gain, are ready to teach you how to live the law of attraction like they do. It's time to laugh and learn. Hey, we'll get to the show in just a second. Before that, I wanted to say thank you to all of our wonderful listeners and invite you to get connected on even a deeper level by joining our email list. You guys know we are always up to something fun and cool. And so if you want to be the first to know, then just get on there. Go to manifestitnowshow.com and join. You'll also get the three keys to manifesting faster. And here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Manifest It Now. I'm here with Cassie Parks. And I'm here with Ginny Gain. And Cassie and I are going to share with you guys today five things that get in the way of happiness. But first, as always, we like to hear, Cass, what are you excited about? She's laughing at me. Uh, Yeah, I totally am. Uh, I am excited about my new program. So it's been underway for a month. There's already like tons of success, new jobs, new men, new opportunities, yeah, new money, of course. Obviously. And so that is super exciting to me. And I'm excited because I've been able to bridge, I've been working for the last six months, like in, and doing some of it with my year long intensive clients is, you know, working on how to bring that LOA part and tapping into not just your future self, but your future clients into everything that you do in business. And I'm teaching that next week to everybody in my program. So I'm super excited about that. Special business episode. Yeah. Well, not episode, but like... Three-day intensive. intensive. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be awesome. You guys know Cassie's magic at business. (laughs) (laughs) How can they find out about that? Um, Just go to CassieParks.com. And um, the easiest way to stay informed is get on my list. But go to CassieParks.com. And you can see Coaching with Cassie. Awesome. And what are you excited about? Well, I'm going to be going to Sedona tomorrow. That's awesome. So I'm really excited. It's one of those, again, I mean, there's so many happening this year, but like one of those dreams that I've always been wanting and thinking about, there's a lot of kind of spiritual energy in Sedona, so I've heard. I mean, I haven't done a lot of research, but it just feels like one of those places that's been calling me and like... So many things, it's falling into place, and I'm excited. I'm excited to get outside and hiking after being on the beach for a month. Now I get to be in the desert. It's so fun. (laughs) So I'm stoked about that. I love it. Yeah. All right, so where do you want to start with our topic today? Well, first, do you want to tell everybody what you have for them on your website? Absolutely. I have an action plan for you guys. So if you've ever kind of asked yourself that question of like, well, what am I supposed to be doing in a day to kind of maintain my alignment and keep me on track, you can visit LOAActionPlan.com and grab your own personal copy. And there's an outline there and it's for the things that I use and all my clients use to successfully keep themselves in alignment. And it's, you will be able to individualize it for yourself for obviously what feels good for you, but your plan is there. And what do you have, Cass? Uh, I have a guide to identifying your current money story so that you can become aware of how that's playing out in your life. And you can get that at identifyyourmoneystory.com. 
because with awareness, you can start to change it. And of course, welcome more money into your life, which this time of year, everybody especially wants and needs. Yep. And awareness, right? We always come back to that. So important. It's the key. Mm -hmm. Speaking of keys. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we have our first thing. We We wanted to talk about this because... Both of us, when the topic just came up, we were like, yes, yes, let's talk about that. It seems kind of like one of those general things that people kind of catch and say like, because because we want to be happy, right? Right. Yeah. Everybody wants to be happy. I think that's our natural, it's the state we want to be in as humans. Yeah. And it's like, what's the goal of life? Well, to be happy. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, we want to feel good. So one of the biggest things, this was the first thing that came to mind when we started talking about this. You guys know I'm a big, like, take responsibility for your feelings, be the deliberate creator. And I think one of the biggest things that gets in the way of our own happiness is when we take responsibility for other people's feelings. Definitely. Did we officially say the topic at the beginning. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think when we try and take responsibility for other people's feelings, it definitely, well, it just opens up a whole can of worms. Do right. you want to talk more about that? Yeah. So we, um, because it's my philosophy, and I think I'm sure you agree, that we are responsible for our own feelings, like they're the priority, and we're actually not responsible for how other people feel. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, we can influence it, uh, other people's feelings, but it's not our responsibility, like to make them feel good. Right. Right. And often it's not like, I think this comes, I mean, there's so many layers to this, probably do a whole show on this, but, mm-hmm. um, it's not our responsibility. It doesn't help us cause it's actually out of our control. Exactly. That's like completely yeah. out of your control. How someone else feels. Mm-hmm. Right. It's you cannot take responsibility for that because you can't it's nothing that you can do things. Right. Especially like maybe if you're in a relationship, you can do things that make that better and make it more the opportunity greater for somebody to feel Mm -hmm. good or happy or however. But ultimately, that's their responsibility and their choice and their decision to create a life that makes them feel the way that they want to feel. And we literally have zero control over whether they make that choice or they want to be happy or what level of whatever they want to feel is. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's just totally out of your control, which makes sense as to why it doesn't really lead to our happiness if we're trying to influence somebody else's, their way of feeling. Totally. Imagine you, and I think that's why it feels like it's so hard. It's a never ending struggle because if you are trying to feel happy and you are, you know, trying to make somebody else feel good or you're taking responsibility for how they're feeling and you're letting it dictate how you feel, then it's because you can't control it. It's never ending. Like you can, sure you can make somebody happy. You can go out of your way to, you know, do all the things and it's going to make them happy or it's going to please, please all their conditions, but you can't do that for everybody. <laughs> you right. You can't do that for all the people in your life. <laughs> well, and the time and energy that you invest in trying to make somebody else feel a certain way is the time and energy that you're not investing in your own happiness. Mm-hmm. You know, so that immediately puts you on the back burner and not putting your, the way you feel as a priority, because if somebody you're trying to figure it out for somebody else, mm-hmm. you're likely where you're getting that energy from is from your own happiness investment. Right. So like, let's use a real life, but make believe example of (laughs) say you, so you're feeling happy, you're having a great day and 
someone, you know, your partner comes home from work and they have a bad day and all of a sudden they are, you know, spewing their negative everywhere. And because you take responsibility for how they feel, like you're taking, it's like you're taking on how they feel Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden it takes away your happy. So I think that's one of the biggest reasons, or that's an example of how we let other people, how taking on other people's stuff takes away our own happy. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Anything else you want to say about that one? I think that we covered that one. Okay, I just want to say one more thing. That almost, when you take responsibility for somebody else's, or you take on their stuff, you're almost disempowering them to deal with their own stuff. Mm -hmm. Like to... to take responsibility for their own feelings. Right. Yeah. And you also, I did actually want to mention this earlier. So when you try and make somebody feel better, um, you're also not letting them fully feel all their feelings. Mm. So part of feeling happy is feeling everything. Yeah. Right. And I don't think that you have to feel all these sad things in order to know what happiness feels like. Mm. But I do think if you resist feeling the not good feelings, you won't have the depth of feeling happy that you desire. Absolutely. And so when you're trying to change how someone else is feeling, you're, you're basically saying, don't feel how you feel. And that you know better, like you know what their path should be. Right. I think you should feel better right now. <laughs> Why? Because it's pleasing to me because it makes me feel, be- feel better when you feel better. <laughs> right. Just go feel better. Yeah. <laughs> Let them do what they're going to do and you go take responsibility and feel better for yourself. Yeah. It's a, it's, you know, easy for us to talk about and, um, a lot, a lot more challenging to practice on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. Cause of course we want the people around us to feel good and that feels better to us. But when you really learn to do this, it is, it is a lot easier to be consistently happy. Right. Yeah, Absolutely. All right, so should we go to number two, mm-hmm. which is not being present? Yes. Do you want to explain this one? So where should I start with this? Being in the moment, you guys know that your power of manifestation lies in the moment, right? And so anytime, like we can only create from our present moment. We can't create from the past or from the future because we're not there. We're all, you, you know, I'm sure you've heard before, we're only and always ever right here, right now. And that's the place. So this is the place, the present moment is where you can find alignment, is where you can feel your emotions. And anytime we're thinking about the past or we're well, not necessarily thinking, but worrying, right? And you catch yourself in those fearful thoughts you're not being in the present moment. And so I think this is one powerful way that is a general way to describe a lot of what being in our head and worrying about the future, worrying about the past, how that gets in our way of feeling good. Cool. Yeah, when you are present to the moment, you can see everything that's in the current moment, mm-hmm. but every time you're thinking about something from the past or you're you know, pulling the past to judge the present moment, you're just not giving yourself the ability to see everything that's right in front of you that's possible. Mm-hmm, totally. Have you ever um, like played with that at all? Like when you are thinking about the future, because we guide like our clients too, and I this is it's fun to play with your head in the future, right? And to think about the past and think about it in a way that makes you happy. And I think one 
point to acknowledge is that when you, even though your thoughts are in the future or present, you're still feeling the feeling they're activating in the moment. And so we can only ever send out a um, vibration to the universe from the moment. So even if your thoughts are about the, the past or the future, you're still, there's an element of presence to that. And I think kind of taking that awareness into just having that awareness kind of helps you be present. Cool. <laughs> what else do you think helps someone be present in the moment? So my number one tool for this, and I hear it over and over from my clients, is um, scripting through the process that I teach mm-hmm. because it brings you so aware to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had clients come back after the workshop and say, man, we, ne- we did not work on this. Like you didn't say one time be <laughs> present, yeah. but I realize how much more present I am. And I've had clients say like, I'm, I was so much more present that I could actually see what was in front of me. And that's yeah. the most present I've ever been in my life. Yeah. So that's my go-to for that because it just, it works so well. Yeah. And that's what it's all about is like really being in each moment and keeping your awareness into what's going on right now, like observing what's going, observing what you're walking around, like, I don't know, the color. And when you're really present, everything feels intensified, right? Mm -hmm. Do you find that? Yeah. Like I don't, I I mean, I have my places to work on with this. Like I think a lot still, (laughs) but when those moments or after meditation, when I'm really present and you're just walking around with this appreciation flowing through you, it feels, it feels so deep and it feels so good. Yeah. Cool. All right. So what do we have for number three? Writing stories in your head that you don't know if aren't true and probably aren't true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So why does this get in the way of happiness? Because when most of the time, I mean, we can't, people write stories about everything in their head, right? Mm So um, basically, and that's a lot of like assumptions, but when you, so sometimes you write stories about yourself, which is not helpful. Like you can't do something or something's not going to happen or whatever else it is. Um, but I think the one that gets in the way of most people's happiness is really writing a story about somebody else that they don't even know is true. Mm. Right. You get caught up in your head and you're like, um, I had this conversation with a friend a couple months ago and she was telling me something that was going on. And she said something like, well, because he did that. That means he thinks this about me. Right. And I said, You're like, whoa, wait, where'd that come from? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> let's not write that story. Cause yeah. we have no proof. Like we know the only fact we have is that an action came mm-hmm. and this wasn't in a relationship, but we have one, but I think this happens a lot in relationships too. Right. Um, like there was, there's this, um, thing I saw one time about like, um, the girl says something to the effect of like, Oh, it's our three month anniversary. Mm-hmm. Right. And what happens in the guy's head is like, he starts thinking about like, oh yeah, that means I need to get the car oil changed. And then I was supposed to get the brakes done and I need to do this, right? Cause he's like thinking about that and he doesn't answer her because he's like thinking about what that means made, for him, means for him, right? Yeah. Like he, it's not that he wasn't excited or whatever, but it just triggered something else in his brain. And she makes up this whole story about how he doesn't care. And then he's going to mm-hmm. break up right as the drive goes on. And there's, like, no proof to that. Mm -hmm. The only fact is really that he's thinking about something. And Mm -hmm. so instead of saying, like, what's on your mind, right, or answering, 
often, and this happens so often, you know, if it can happen when you're sitting next to each other, it definitely happens when somebody has any distance from you whatsoever. And you just start writing the story. And then you start believing that that story is true before you have any evidence or proof that somebody thinks about you a certain way or feels a certain way about you. And then you start creating your actions and your behaviors to combat that. And so that there's no way that leads to happiness. Yeah, I, I love it. I love the way you talk about stories. And it's how, so when we're saying writing stories, it's like you're creating these thoughts based on nothing in your head. Mm-hmm. It's all about like assumptions. Right. And you guys know assumptions, oh, you know that. Have you heard this before, Cass? If you assume you're just making an ass out of you and me. Yes. Oops, I guess I got to market explicit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So be aware of what are you what story are you telling about anything, everything in your life? It's like, it comes back to this awareness of what's going on in your head. And did you make it up or did you actually have evidence to support it? Right? Yeah. And that can be tricky because a lot of times we can look for the evidence that we want to be true, right? Yes. To make it true. Yes. Uh, so in that case, then just go ask generally like, Oh my gosh, if it has to do with another person, please openly communicate. Right. We (laughs) had, what was it? Uh, Like it has something happened with it between us. Yeah. It was, uh, we were making, I, uh, Thanksgiving dinner and I said something like I didn't want, um, I wanted some sweet potatoes (laughs) with, um, brown sugar. Like I didn't want them with garlic and brown sugar. I wanted <laughs> I was separate, so confused. <laughs> separate things. Like yeah. I, I don't, I'm not a person who mix anything like garlic or any of that sort of spice with, um, the, a sweet, the sweet like, yeah. I do not like that mix. And, and I threw it all in the same pan. <laughs> She's like, what's going on here? <laughs> and it was like, it was interesting. It was a great example of like, communicating openly and understanding, not getting upset or anything. And it was just saying, okay, well, just help me, like explain to me what you want. Like help me understand. Yeah. And then I could say, I want you to make the other sweet potato separate from that pan with garlic. Yeah. So I didn't have to like write, oh, and then I asked, I'm like, I could have created a story in my head about like, oh, Cassie's really picky about this. And, And then I said, are you really picky? <laughs> and you just said, no, I just like this and this. And I said, easy, done. Right. No stories needed. No, like, and it, and it was all real. Right. And another great example of this happened a couple of weeks ago. Um, like you did, you took the last of the coffee and you didn't make anymore. And I went to make it and you're like, Oh, I'm sorry. I took it and I didn't make it. Yeah. And I remember like it you just said, flew yeah. out of my mouth, but I was like, it's all right. I don't have a story. Yeah. About that. I don't need to make up a story about it. <laughs> and yeah. what I meant by that is I think a lot of times in relationships, um, any type of relationship, friendship, otherwise people automatically make it, well, she's inconsiderate or right. she doesn't care about yeah. me. She didn't think an, about an me. Easy like, jump to that. Right. Like so many things. I'm like, no big deal. Like I'm responsible. Like I can make my own coffee and yeah. I have no story about why you did or didn't make coffee. Yeah. I do find that a lot. I practiced that um, in my last relationship, but instead of assuming, just asking, is this what you meant by that? Or was this your intent for that? Mm -hmm. And then right away, it gets kind of dissolved in that moment and you know what is real. So so you're not making up these stories that you don't want to be true. And then going to look for evidence that they are true. That they are true. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Let's move on to number three. That was number, we're on number three, right? Well, we skipped actual number three, which is giving yourself permission 
um, on our list. Giving yourself permission to want what you want. So not giving yourself permission to want what you want is a huge barrier to your happiness. (laughs) Um, because just not even fully letting yourself want what you actually want. Like how can you, then you're just moving towards something false. Yeah. How do you ever feel fulfilled? Yeah. And so that's a huge one. And I don't know, do you have more to say on that? Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, it's just, it is really important, but sometimes we don't even realize we're not letting ourselves want what we want. Like yeah. I remember there's been a couple of times in my journey when I've been, you know, working towards something and wanting to create some experience. And then somebody reminded me, cause I tell my friends all the time, guys, I can have it all. And they remind me like, well, you can have that and that. And I'm like, oh yeah. You know, and Mm -hmm. so I wasn't giving myself permission to ask for everything I wanted at that time. And just having that awareness allowed me to open up. And it's just like, it's it's a total energetic shift. Mm -hmm. Like when you give yourself permission to want what you want, doesn't mean you have to have it or have to make it happen, but you at least open up to the possibility that it could be real for you and that it's okay to want this, then... That, I mean, that shifts energy right away. Right. And it feels better. Then it's like, because we are wanting things. We want what we want. And if we can't have it, that's going to not feel good and get in the way of you being happy. Right. <laughs> or if you think you can't have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so do you want to move on to the last one? Sure. Okay. Um, not recognizing what's working in your life. This one is huge. Mm-hmm. Especially in everything we're doing. Like everything yeah. we teach and talk about. Yeah. Um, putting yourself in a place where you don't see what is working and that's what you're focused on instead of being focused on what is working and what's happening and all of that. It's just like, it's miserable. (laughs) Yeah. It's all about your focus, right? So if you are always looking at things that aren't working and you're not focusing on the things that are working, you just feel like your life is not working (laughs) (laughs) and that's not a good feeling. (laughs) Right. And it's hard to create happiness from that space of nothing's working. Do you think it's possible? Oh, um, I think it's possible if you recognize what's working. So I guess, no, not really. Yeah. I guess if all of your focus is in one place Mm -hmm. and it's on what's not working, you will, I would say it's pretty hard to feel happy from there. Yeah. And so if you are like having, and the, what I'd say about that is if you feel like, well, I'm doing all this stuff and I'm not feeling super happy, like mm-hmm. evaluate, are you, are you really acknowledging and honoring those things that are working in yes. your life and just start there. Like that's a great place to start. Yeah. I think sometimes it takes to a perspective shift in what you define as working mm-hmm. because we so often place these huge expectations or pressures on ourselves, And we're saying, if we're not making a million dollars in business, well, it's not working. Mm-hmm. And we have to make a decision to look at it in a different way so that it creates a different feeling. Well, what is working? Well, I'm working with clients. I'm doing what I love. I am, my business is growing. Like, and from that place, you can, you start to feel happy. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's recap all of what we talked about and really put it in a positive so that we can also tell our listeners what to go do to increase their happiness. Yeah. When Cass and I were making this list and talking about it, we're like, there's a lot of knots in here. We don't love the, we were more of affirmatives than 
the negative slant of it. Mm -hmm. Like not do this, not do that. Okay, well, let's talk about what you should do. So the first thing you want to take responsibility for your own feelings Mm -hmm. only. Only. That's it. (laughs) That's the key word there. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And if you just practice even just becoming aware of when, when you're, you're doing it, yeah, yeah, and when you know when you can do it, how you can do it more, mm-hmm. uh, that'll really open up that space to just really fully take responsibility for your feelings. Yes, yeah. Number two, be present. <laughs> <laughs> so these are things you want to do. Be present. So once again, coming back to that awareness and where are your where are your thoughts in the moment? Are you being present in your interactions? Are you listening fully with others or to whatever you're listening or doing? Are you eating mindfully and, or are you watching TV? Like be present in your life. Mm-hmm. And this is just an easy way to tell people to do this is just, you can go in anywhere. And if you're like, I don't know how to, I don't know. I don't know how to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Just like if you sit down, like if you go into a restaurant, like really just look around the whole restaurant and just take inventory with your eyes. Cause it's orienting, orientating you to that space and it's automatically making you more present. So this doesn't have to be like super hard where you're like, yeah, I don't know. Just set yourself up for success. So when you walk into a room, take that extra second to look around and, and just really take in where you are. And that sets you up to even be more present yeah. than just sort of like walking in and going to do something. And that's a great point. I like keeping it simple like that. Like just notice what's around you mm-hmm. and let that kind of tone your presence yeah. for the moment. All right. So number three, give yourself permission to want what you want. So powerful. Yeah. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Just give yourself permission pretty much covers that one. Yep. And so write the stories you want to be true. So anytime you find yourself maybe going down a path of like deciding for someone else what's true, just decide for yourself to write a better story. Even if that story is he did the best he could Mm -hmm. or she did the best she could. That's a big one I would come back to. You can just come back to that story anytime, no matter what the other facts are. Right. right? Just trust in that. Mm -hmm. Like put a trust in that things are working out for me. Okay. Yeah. They're doing the best they can. Yep. Yeah. And my success is not going to be determined by their thoughts, actions, beliefs is another good one. Like I determine I'm in charge of what people think about me. I'm in charge of how I show up in the world. I'm in charge of my own success. Yes. Love it. Our great stories to replace those other ones. Yeah. And number five is recognize what's working in your life. So coming back to the basics and bringing more focus on what's going right and on what's going positive, And that might require a little perspective shift, but it's very easy and possible for you guys to do. It just takes a conscious effort. That's right. All right. Anything Cass before we wrap up? Um, just go pick one of these and put it into, um, action today. Love it. Call to action. (laughs) All right. Have a great week guys. Bye. Go be awesome. Thank you for joining us on the manifest it now show where you learn how to leverage the law of attraction to manifest your dreams. Now that you're inspired, share the love and review us on iTunes while you're there. Remember to subscribe.